0: I give thanks every day for, for at least three new things, and I used to sort of set aside a time, even if it was just to verbally say it out loud, uh, but now I, it just, as it comes up throughout the day, I find things to be grateful for, and, and even when I have really rotten days, which I still do, you know, I, I always manage to find a few things to be grateful for, so that, that definitely helps, keeps my life in perspective.
1: Welcome to yet another episode of the very fist-pumping, the very creative entrepreneur Now podcast. This is episode 78. Seven, eight. That's insane to me. Thank you all for being here, whoever you are, wherever you may be, whatever you may be creating, whoever you may be creating with or sharing your creations with. I do thank you for taking the time out of your busy, hectic, hopefully stress-free day to listen to the show, to get you pumped up, to get you moving, to keep you inspired, to follow your dreams and create the life that you truly do love. Today I have on a very creative person by the name of Lara Laced. She is the president and CEO of her own little company, Show Notes Made Easy. She, she took it upon herself to create the life that she loved, and really is a successful entrepreneur, a writer, and a trainer. She has a background in marketing, communications, and project management. She's run a couple businesses of of her own that have thrived on the entrepreneurial spirit, and she basically took off at 28 to to tackle it full-time. Her her love for personal and professional exploration have taken her on so many journeys. Uh, She's lived across seas. She lived in Ireland, and and she's, she's just really taking it in her own hands to to create what she loves. And that's what this show is all about. So I hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Uh, All the show notes will be artsynow.com forward slash 78 or artsynow.com forward slash lara laced. That's L-A-R-A-L-O-E-S-T. So check that out. And once again, everybody out there that has left me a review on iTunes or a Stitcher, I love you. Thank you so much. You have no idea what it means to me. It's like Christmas every day when I see these these reviews come in, and it's keeping me up there in the top 200 under business careers, and I can't tell you how damn excited I am when I get one of those. So thank you once again, and without further ado, here we go. Come on everybody, let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody, let me hear that stickity stickity rickety diggity beat. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, here we go
0: now. Who wants to get a little bit funky out there? I get funky. Who wants to get a little
1: creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy in now? Well, I do, I do. Well, then get on with your bad selves, yeah. With that Fee, fi, fo, foam. I smell the blood of another little creative one. From Wisconsin to Denver to the it's always sunny California coast. She's fist pumping like a champion while busting out all those show notes. She's the ever so enthusiastic founder of Show Notes Made Easy, and she gave up her life to pursue her dream at just 28 years young. A skittamarinkity dinkity dink, a skittamarinkity doohoo. La Lace, Are the entrepreneur now? Are you ready to get stickity, stinkity rinkity, dinkity, funky? You bet. Absolutely. I am so proud. Pumped that you were here.
0: I'm so pumped to be here.
1: Your story is amazingly fascinating. I know you had a stint in Ireland, right? You went out there, yeah. but but at 28 years old, you you basically looked at what you were doing and you gave it up and you decided that you were gonna move and make a change. Do you want to start by sort of telling your story, like your background, and so we can relate to exactly where you came from and why you decided to make that change, you know, where that turning point came in at?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, wow, I've been a writer, I mean, almost my whole life, honestly, for many more years than I haven't. And in college, I wanted to go into journalism and uh, marketing kind of thing, so I ended up with an English degree, uh, got an internship with a company before I graduated, basically being their marketing department. And then I started working in the ad agency world. I did some nonprofit work, and like I was always looking for something more, something that was fulfilling as well as fun and creative. And uh, I just I never found it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I must have been twenty seven, twenty eight when I picked up Rich Dad Poor Dad and read it, and I went, Oh, I'm not the I'm not crazy. Like people do think the way that I think, and it's okay. <laughs> uh, so I started exploring. All possibilities in the entrepreneurial world. I had a couple of different business ideas. I was writing a book. I was exploring real estate, and I decided that where I was living and who was around me wasn't supportive and conducive to who I wanted to become. So, and honestly, Wisconsin winters are cold. People brutal, right? Cold. Oh my goodness. So, so, I moved to Denver because it's beautiful and sunny, and you can be outdoors all year round, and you still get winter and snow. And I had some good friends there. And yeah, I, I took a position uh, with a, an entrepreneurial uh, startup, not a startup, I guess. Uh, it's a microfinance nonprofit. And we worked to help entrepreneurs uh, make the transition from their day jobs to running a business. So, I thought, oh, this is awesome. So it's a perfect way for me to get hands-on knowledge and to wow. help other people. So that got me started down, down this path. That's,
1: that's awesome. Where did the podcasting come into play at? How did you know that? Was the show notes? something that stemmed off of a podcast opportunity that you saw, or did you just start listening to podcasts and see a need for that?
0: Uh, it really came through a friendship I have. Uh, my friend Michael O'Neill The Solopreneur Hour started his oh, show yeah yeah, that was August of twenty thirteen. And a couple of months in he was like, I need help with show notes." And he said it on his podcast. and i was I, I've been doing a lot of different things over the last ten years, and show notes have just been like the last year and a half or so. and uh, i was I was looking for just something else for my day. um i'm I'm still in a network marketing company, and that had been almost my entire uh, focus at that time. And I still love the company, love the products, love what they do, love what network marketing offers to people. I know it's taboo in many circles, but it's not in mine. <laughs> and so when this came up, I said, Oh, sure, what the heck, I'll try it. I didn't even know what show notes were, but I was like, Yeah, I'll go for it. And uh, that, I did it for him for like a month. And then I met Chris Ducker of uh, the New Business Podcast and started yeah. writing for him. And of course, that you know how many doors that opened. Oh, I'm so, sure. <laughs> yeah, and then I started writing for the Art of Charm. Uh, oh, those are, I mean, those are all summer. just
1: gigantic podcasts. So. I know,
0: right? And I've I'm not working with Rick Mulready right now, but I his uh, he's changed totally changed uh, his his um, podcast. It's an entirely different format now. But I had done some show notes for him as well, and. Josh Ship, who's also really big in his, in his world. And yeah, I have a bunch of very well-known clients and I have uh, other lesser known clients, but they're all just wonderful. And I, I really love what I do. I'm very blessed.
1: <laughs> so when you started doing the show notes, did you ever put anything in like into place as far as a process goes and um, managing that system? Or are you still doing enough to where you're basically getting them in and listening through like just, kind of not really on a schedule, but whenever they send them to you. I'm just curious as far as if somebody were to go and set up a system where they wanted to help somebody with show notes, um, if there's a better way to do it or if there is a way that didn't work out for you first.
0: Uh, yeah, I've definitely made tweaks along the way. I mean, at this point I, I do need a little bit of notice from my clients when they want things done. I can't turn something around super fast just because my day is full. Uh, so I, I have my own little system where I, I just have a calendar. I have like a little, uh, it's really a text document and I'm just like, Monday, these are the shows I'm doing Tuesday. These are the shows I'm doing. And sometimes people will give me an extra show or they won't have one for the week. And so I'll have to move things around. But in terms of scheduling, it does help to have a little bit of notice, uh, in terms of actually writing the show notes. That has absolutely been a process of trial and error. And more like, more, not necessarily error, but like finding the most efficient ways to do things because I'm all about efficiency. So for me, I, I'm not an audio learner, which is funny considering what I do. But I've, I have to take notes when I write, when I listen to a show, and then I have to go and actually write the show notes. So there's an extra step in there. Um, but I feel like because of that, I have a very good... I can pick out a couple themes and just run with it through my show notes rather than it being a blow-by-blow blow of the actual show because my podcasters don't want that. They want their show notes to be used as a marketing tool, and that's what I give them.
1: Yeah, no, I've never really looked at it like that. I mean, as far as when I put show notes out on Artsy now, it's more of a, a summary of who who was on the show their creative past and sort of what their advice can be but as a marketing tool and trying to drive it i I guess for shows like the art of charm and things like that there's a huge process behind it um you know with those with those funnels and there probably is kind of a a little bit of a a science or a i guess a method to to getting those to work properly and if you can learn that you're in a pretty good position i mean if you can go to somebody and say hey i know how to do this to increase these conversions or you know, increase the signups on this mailing list or whatever it may be.
0: Right. Mm -hmm.
1: That's a big surplus for getting, that's not just, that's like show notes plus.
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) There's all
1: sorts of Easter eggs. It's funny, like how how many different ways there are to do things out there. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I've never even thought about that before. Just, just the way, do you do anything with actually putting them up on the site and, and and arranging? Have you done any testing with, or maybe pairing with whoever does that and seeing what works the best as far as the way to lay them out.
0: Yeah, I post them for most of my podcasters. I go into their websites and, and post them in WordPress in the in the uh, dashboard, mm-hmm. and save them as a draft for them um, so they can improve them before they go live. And different people. I mean, we've done different things. Like, if you look at the Art of Charm, we now open with like a, a very short sentence about the. Uh, telling you exactly what it's about, what the whole show is about. And then there's a quote from the guest. And then we have the bullet points uh, because the bullets were apparently a huge draw for people. So Jordan, who I work with at the Art of Charm, wanted the bullets at the top. So we moved them around, and and that's what works best for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm always tweaking stuff. I'm always doubting and tweaking and doubting and tweaking and then champion (laughs) fist-pumping
0: That's great.
1: Yeah, you gotta you gotta mess around with stuff, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's you know, that's one of the reasons that we're all in the online marketing world. We like to test and play and see what know. happens. It's
1: it's kind of it's kind of crazy. I mean, just thinking about all the possibilities out there. Are these these big podcasts, most of them using WordPress?
0: Yeah, what's I what's don't saying? think I've ever worked with anything but WordPress, actually. Yeah, I just
1: I've I've talked to some people recently who were into the getting into the Squarespace thing and so I I was just kind of curious. It's they say that it's because it's cheap and it's generally the I, web, the websites are faster, which that could be a question of optimization. But yeah, uh, I thought you know maybe I'll log in and just see what it's like because they were like, oh, with the new release they have, it's very much pretty much the same as uh, you can do anything you can do in WordPress. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. I spent seven eight years learning WordPress. I can't imagine. So I got on there in Squarespace and was just screwing around. And yeah, you can you know you you only got like. Twelve templates to choose from, and I just don't think it holds a candle to WordPress at all.
0: Right? Yeah, I haven't I mean, used Squarespace at all, but I someone in my mastermind group, uh, she has a Squarespace site, and she was having a lot of issues with creating um, an opt-in box. Yeah, like it's it's just not functioning. I'm like, that's kind of important. Yeah, so.
1: I don't, I don't like. I feel like their new they have this Squarespace seven. And I think that a part of that is their whole mail in boxes and stuff like that. Mm. But I have not figured it out. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't think I would pay $25 a month to use, you know, you can get a a hosting plan for $10 a month and just install WordPress for free. Why not just do that?
0: Right. Right. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it always helps to have competition. So we'll see what Squarespace does.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's people that live and die for it, so I can't, I can't mm-hmm. say anything. I haven't used it well enough to be able to say. That's why I was asking you if you ever had because it's just yeah. kind of interesting to me. I mean, their yeah. sites are super clean looking. I love them.
0: Oh, I'll the have to check them out. Nice.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm in the process of kickstarting a my own personal hub, so that's the only reason I was looking at it. But
0: oh cool.
1: What's made easy in in sort of where you want to go? I know you this is something that you could do, but forever. I I mean, I wouldn't guess that you would want to sit there and especially if you don't know where the podcasting trend is going to be um, as far as listening through these episodes and doing show notes over and over again. What's kind of your long term goal there? What What do you want to develop this into? Do you want to add more stuff into the progress? Do you want to open up a whole nother, you know just option there? Like a it could be a whole hub onto a different side of the company. Do you have any like long-term goals?
0: Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, I actually think the podcasting world is just going to blow up. Um, oh yeah. If you, I mean, if you look at people from NPR coming, leaving NPR and starting their own podcast groups and companies, that should tell you something. The national association of broadcasters is joining NMX this year, the new media expo for their annual event. I mean, that's huge. Like it was just, just a couple years ago, it was just blog world. And it was, you know, just a group of online internet marketing people who love podcasts and loved video. And now it's, it's, it's about to become an, an international movement. So I think podcasting is just at its infancy. It's just in its toddler stage, but I, I, and show notes are a huge part of that. So what I, at least in the short term, what I see, and where I'm going with show notes made easy is to have different tiered pricing. I mean, I'm <clears throat> I'm a little pricey right now, especially if somebody's just bootstrapping their podcast. Yeah. So ideally, I will have uh, one or two writers that I've trained who uh, will be a little less expensive, and so people can uh, utilize them, and they'll still have my editing and my, my overview and my, my foresight over everything that goes out but they'll, um, they'll have my benefit without my actual hands-on the whole time so that's where I see it going at least in the shorter term and I'm not sure about adding on any other services I mean right now not really uh, maybe joining up with another company I don't know it's um, yeah yeah That's kind of, I mean,
1: that's, that's, that's a question. Like I think niching down is a smart thing to do. You know, if you're really good at doing the show notes, why, why there's not really a point to expand it. If you can expand your business with that step back and kind of create that process for other people to do it. I think there's definitely a, just a shitload of opportunity there.
0: Yeah. And I would be, you know, I've put out show notes made easy and I, I want to get market feedback on the product before I create anything else. But I certainly long term i want to create more products so yeah i just want to give the market what it what it wants and what it tells me it wants
1: yeah well what's a day in the life of you like as far as when when you get up and and i know when you you venture out on your own and you leave at 28 and you create this life that you really love to where you can manage yourself be your own boss right. do whatever you want really on your own time schedule uh, obviously, there's things that you have to put in place to keep yourself productive, uh, so that you can continue to eat and survive and things like yeah. that. Do you have anything that you work into your days, like as far as maybe a process or habits go, that really contribute to to you continuing to move forward and being successful?
0: You know, I think I think there's a, there are a few things that I do that that are beneficial. I give thanks every day for for at least three new things. And I used to sort of set aside a time, even if it was just to verbally say it out loud. Uh, but now I, it just, as it comes up throughout the day, I find things to be grateful for. And, and even when I have really rotten days, which I still do, you know, I, I always manage to find a few things to be grateful for. So that, that definitely helps. It keeps my life in perspective. and
1: uh, I think it's huge.
0: Yeah, And you know, some days I are heavier than others in terms of workload. So one really great mental trick that I do is I just think about how I'm going to feel when I'm done with whatever the task is that needs to be done. And so I get myself into that emotional space and that helps me do whatever it is that I need to do. Uh, That's one other great trick. And I just generally get up about the same time every day and I'll I have a sprained knee right now, so I'm not uh, as active as I normally am, but I'm usually up and I'll do some exercise of some kind just to get my blood pumping and get outside for a couple minutes, maybe do yoga in the grass outside in my backyard. and um, Yeah. Yeah, just start the Nothing day. better than
1: making room in your body, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It feels good. And, I mean,
1: mindfulness, meditation, morning routines, yoga yeah. is such a such an important part of my life. And so many people, I mean, I just, you, you don't talk to very many people that were like, oh yeah, I tried that. That was terrible. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that didn't work for me.
1: <laughs> I mean, some maybe say that for yoga just because they're not in, but I mean, as far as like mindfulness, meditation, and just being conscious and aware of everything, yeah. you can't, I can't ever say that I will ever talk to anybody that was like, yeah, that was just bananas
0: right yeah it's incredibly <laughs> beneficial i've been on a personal growth journey for most of my life but very intensely for the last 10 years and that contributes in large part to why i am where i am and how i've how i just continue to persevere like we were talking before before we hit record and it took me nine months to get this product out and it's yeah. not like a, I mean it's a good product and it's got a lot of meat to it but it's not like a, you know, three week course or something. It's two hours of video and, you know, a PDF. Like yeah. you wouldn't think on the surface it would take nine months, but I've discovered that no matter what it is that you're doing, it's going to take longer than you think. And it's most likely going to cost more than you think it's going to, at yeah. least your first go round. So yeah, it's uh
1: but. Have you, have you read launch by Jeff Walker?
0: No. And I've heard that a couple times. I think I'm going to have to.
1: I think you need to read that immediately, all especially right. with what you're telling me that you're doing. Cause I just finished it. Mm-hmm. And if I had a product to launch, I would have just been like going crazy on it with that book. All right, And it's a quick read. Okay, And it sounds like, I mean, basically if you have any, you don't even really have to have much of an email list at all. It, it teaches you kind of the exact process of what he does. And the guy, I mean, he, he obviously brings some real world people in there as examples, but the success of what he did is just, I mean, he had launches where he was making like, you know, three, $4 million a launch, okay. but it all starts with his very first one. I think he brought in like $17,000 or something off just like an information product he put together. Wow. And really not much of an email list at all. Mm-hmm. And he teaches you how to f- kind of make relationships and leverage other people's email lists and, and work out mm-hmm. stuff with them. And it's just a really, really good, straightforward, meaty book. Yeah. That isn't isn't a long read or anything. And you should check it out.
0: I definitely will. Thank you. He's brilliant.
1: Cool. I mean, I think it's I think it's only like 10 bucks on Amazon or something.
0: All right. I'll be sure to get it.
1: I wonder if there's an audiobook.
0: Maybe. Because
1: I love I love audiobooks too. I drive a lot.
0: Oh, that helps.
1: Yeah. Like eight to ten hours a day.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: I absorb a lot of podcasts.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, I'm I'm still in the battle of 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 a day job plus my podcasting plus my website stuff I do on the side and everything wow. else and it's it's crazy. It's a uh, it, and so when I when I talk to people like you who who made that leap, it gives yes. me so much more confidence.
0: Awesome. Well, great. Yeah, you'll definitely do it. You're on your way.
1: Doing this show is amazing. I mean, we get to connect with people all over the world doing amazing things. Like, just, uh, I can't even imagine. Somebody asked me what if I do, like, a podcast. Like, what's a podcast? Um, <gasps> as you know, I'm sure you get the question. I do. I write show notes for podcasts. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, it's pretty much the most amazing thing ever. and You should absolutely <laughs> check it out, like, as soon as possible. But... The amount of stuff you can learn from it and the networks you can make for free, basically. Yeah. It's insane. I don't know why anybody, I don't know why everybody doesn't do it.
0: I know. So, That's pretty great. Pretty great. at
1: least be involved in some way.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, touching your creative side a little bit. Yes. Do you think if you could choose anybody, I mean, from the past or present, and, and create something, who, who do you think that you would choose and what do you think you would create
0: Oh, wow. Well, I, I think I would co-author a book because I love books. Yeah. I've been a reader forever and ever. So who would I co-author with? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Abraham Lincoln was the first person to come to mind. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. God, who knows why? I mean, I love, you know, love him, love his story, love all that he represented. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. How incredible. Mm-hmm. And
1: and if you had to battle Godzilla, okay. how do you think you would use your creativity or talents to defeat that big, crazy <laughs> bastard?
0: <laughs> oh, what a great question. Well, <laughs> I would clearly have to rely on my writing talent. And I guess I would have to just write some amazing. Uh, I'd have to have my podcasters talk about defeating Godzilla. And come up with ways together and then podcast about it then write the show notes for that and broadcast it everywhere so we could we could um arm and get everyone ready to defeat him. Defeat <laughs> take him down. That's bastard. right. <laughs>
1: what a scary mean bastard. Yep. Or you could you could probably like get him like a giant typewriter and get him to start doing some show notes for you.
0: Yeah, put him to work. Yeah. I mean, think about that.
1: that. <laughs> He's probably a brilliant typer.
0: Probably is. Does he even have fingers?
1: <laughs> I has got like know. two two claws or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He'll just be hand pegging away.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> do you do you have any favorite? And I know you mentioned Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um have you have you come across anything else that was just like life changing as far as value of of reading? Um it doesn't even have to necessarily be a book, but could be you know, a podcast that you really love or or anything in general of a resource that you think that a creative audience, um, you know, creative entrepreneurs, not necessarily just visual artists or anything would find value in?
0: Yeah, Uh, I would rely heavily on books because I'm a book person, but uh, The Prophet by Khalil Gibran is one of my all-time favorite books ever. It's so... Yeah, it just, it like, it, I connect with it on such a deep level that I find it's very inspiring for both creative pursuits and, and it, like in terms of writing, but also just anything else that I want to create in my life. It, it gives me peace and gives me a, a place to come back to. So I love that book. And uh, I mean, for podcasts, I'm, I'm pretty partial to The Art of Charm and because they cover so many different topics.
1: It's such a good show.
0: It really, it really is. is, and also I, mean,
1: I love—I just love—I love—I love the hosts. I mean, yeah, love them.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I also it's love just
1: brilliant minds.
0: They are—they're great. They're yeah, and they bring on such high caliber people who always have so much to offer. It's—it's it's really a treat to listen. So.
1: Yeah, I was trying to think. I was trying to remember the episode I listened to the other day. I listened to a really, really good one. I can't remember what it was, but if anybody out there is on iTunes, you can search Art of Charm. I think it's ranked. I mean, it's probably like, I think it's a top 10 podcast, isn't it?
0: Yeah. On top uh, 10, top 20. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Which is incredible. Yeah. So yeah. you can get on there and find it just by searching around, doing right. a little ding dong. Yep. <laughs> and we'll know that Lara was there doing it all along, taking care of him.
0: Yes. That's right. That's right.
1: Do you have a place where our, our listeners can find you or get in contact with you uh, as far as I mean, maybe learning about the show notes thing? Maybe even if they have a podcast, they want to inquire about getting some awesome show notes plus
0: yes, marketing
1: of course. Uh, involved and in, in just kind of where your hub is or social media, whatever whatever you may have out there.
0: Whatever, yeah. Maybe a
1: Snapchat so you can send them selfies.
0: <laughs> I don't do Snapchat. I feel like I'm a little old for that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not the not kidding. the primary target audience for that. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Uh yeah. My sister is and she's she's in her early twenties, so I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty much your group, not mine. <laughs> but uh, people can find me on show notes madeeasy.com. If you scroll all the way down, you can put in your name and email address. Um, and I'll give you my top free tips on writing show notes and if you just want to connect in the online world on a personal level i'm i think i'm most active on facebook and it's just my first name and last name l-a-r-a-l-o-e-s-t on facebook and i'm on twitter too i'm just not as active i'm working on that so you can find me there at lara k17 awesome
1: Ooh. And all the show notes for this will be on artsynow.com forward slash Lara Laced. And yeah, everybody seriously take this take this as a as a fist pump moment to get out there and, and follow what you love. I mean, obviously, you said you've been kind of discovering yourself for 10 years. Yeah. Sometimes it can take that long. And I mean, it, it, there's nothing. I mean, I would like to discover myself for the rest of my life, to be honest. Yeah. Every single day, learn something new about yourself. Um, become more gratified. Be so so thankful for everything around us. the 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 world is such a beautiful place. I mean, every single day is a bonus round. We get we get, every day we get is one more day. I mean, and it's a bonus round, and, and we just have to slow down and enjoy something beautiful. And definitely, always remember to break the rules, but first break the rulers. And Lara, thank you so much for being the entrepreneur now caboose for today
0: (laughs) thank you thanks so much for having me
1: (laughs) and always remember to keep it so 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 funky because that's what we do around here thank you for listening to another episode of the arch of her newer now for all the show notes it's artsynow.com if you want to be a guest on the show email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at hb underscore Armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.